0: Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to another episode here of the Side Guys Football Forum. I'm one of your co-hosts from the side. joined as always by my good friend, my good buddy, the other half of the Sci Guys who are at the side, maybe a little bit early. I was today. just, I tried <laughs> to pull it off in the, the scratch. I tried, tried to, it off to the scratch pull it off. And... It did work. It did work. It's, I it's like totally when you do the wave.
1: <laughs> it's like when you do the wave to someone who's not waving and you do yeah. the, like, the behind the scratch. Like, oh, yeah, no, 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 I was doing the stretch. I was doing the stretch. Damn it. No, no, I was calling that taxi in the middle of a park. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly no, exactly. Damn it. So,
0: Sorry, buddy. Sorry, no, man. It's I totally fair. called that you. Was, that uh, one. Yeah, I was like, no, ooh, yeah. a little early on that one. <laughs> Went for the salute a little too early. Damn it. Oh, gosh. But, Ted, speaking of early, I don't think it's ever too early. Well, specifically in your case, I don't think it's ever too early to talk one of two things. One, NFL draft. Of course not, ever. Two, betting. Oh, definitely not. No. <laughs> no,
1: no, 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 my friend.
0: No, I, let's make some people some money. Let's to go for it. Exactly. So we will continue our betting props that we're going to offer throughout the season. We usually do a graphic with this. Uh, Sometimes we incorporate it into the episode as well, but we don't always get time to do that in the episode. So for sure, though, every week we'll give you our favorite props, some of our favorite um, spreads, some of our uh, favorite money lines, and of course, some of our favorite player props as we go through the season. But in today's episode, we're going to take another quick detour, just like we did, talking about Tad's other favorite topic, the NFL draft. Uh, we're going to be talking about our betting preview. So we're going to look at some of the odds offered by our good friends at Bet Online, um, And we're going to go through some big awards. So we're going to touch on the MVP award and the Super Bowl winner that both me and Tad have. And then on top of that, we're going to get to just three separate props that we like that could happen at the end of the season that could possibly come true. We'll see about that, whether it's whether we like the actual prop or whether we like the odds behind it, because that makes a huge difference as well too right when it comes to betting so as i sort of mentioned this is brought to you by our good friends at bet online i mean bet online continues to be your number one source for all your gaming needs i mean just had where you're right in the thick of things i mean the nba season is going to be happening in about a month or so um the mlb season is coming close to its end so you can start betting on the playoffs and potential like who could make a last chance run for the division um nfl obviously we're gonna be talking about it today's episode but you start betting on all these season props as well as in season, get into all that. Uh, the US Open for tennis is going on. You can bet on that. I mean, the hockey season is gonna start right around the NBA season. You can bet on UFC, MMA. I mean, there's so many things you can be betting on. College football, totally forgot about that one. You can bet <laughs> I was college about to football say, come on, sure, man. I was
1: I was waiting to jump on that one.
0: Yeah, I mean, you could have plugged it for sure, but just I mean, there's a ton of things that you could be doing, and Bet Online continues to be your number one source for all of your gaming needs and all of your gaming action. So, I mean, as always, they're always here to help you out. So, they're here with a 50 50% of a welcome bonus on top oh. of your initial po- deposit. So, I mean, they're just trying to give you free money to make so, some online. So, on wait, their on.
1: so let, let me make sure I'm doing the math right and we'll make this joke later. If I deposit $100, bucks, they are getting me 50 free dollars. That is
0: 100% correct. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> exactly so take advantage of that and you can take advantage of that by using our promo code that is believe capital b-l-e-a-v and you can receive once again 50 percent of a bonus on top of your first deposit or your initial deposit so once again that promo code is believe capital b-l-e-a-v and you could get all of your 50 uh, 50 of a bonus i mean that's just sensational so bet online where the game starts. So, Tad, like I said, all of our odds are brought to you by BetOnline. I'll be checking the BetOnline props page as we sort of go through some of Please these. in case There's Please some do. other interesting Don't props that we can that. get into. Uh, but, Tad, I think let's start with the two that we sort of talked about. Let's talk about the MVP award, and let's also talk about the Super Bowl winner. So let's talk about the – MVP award first. So, this obviously gets given out before the Super Bowl because obviously they have that award ceremony that they do. I think this is going into that's, their. such a sham. Can
1: we stop? Well, season, I think they're I'm doing so it sick or whatever,
0: whatever, whatever it is. But, I'm so. Um,
1: who sang? Didn't Gronk sing in last year's ceremony like that? that it sounds, was God. That can we just stop yeah. with the whole. Shebang, no, like George this,
0: Kittle. Last year, George that Kittle. That was it. No, you're bad. right. You're George right. George Kittle saying something last year. Um. So, yeah, they do the award presentation the week before the Super Bowl, so they give out all the awards there. Obviously, one of the more prestigious awards is the MVP award. I mean, we both looked at the odds here, Tad. I mean, just – when you're looking at the MVP award, what were some of the props that you liked? And before you sort of give your answer, um, really quickly, I mean, I'm going to pull it up here. And sort of as you're giving your answer, I'm going to pull up some of the top odds here sure. um, for the award here. So, I mean, go ahead. And who did you pick here to win the MVP award?
1: So I'll be interested to see if it changed because, again, a little backdoor, you know preview into how we do the episodes. I made my picks last night. I did my notes today, just, you know, a couple hours ago. And so my pick for MVP for best bet, I'm not saying and we need to clarify. We are not saying these are our picks. We are saying that these are our best bets to pay off for you. And so what I mean by that is, do I think that he will win MVP? Probably not. But if he does, this is your best bet to pay off. And that is Joe Burrow at plus eight hundred. Is he still at plus eight hundred?
0: Uh, yes. Looking. No, sorry. That actually dropped. It is plus seven fifty now. Ah,
1: okay. So they got slightly worse. Slightly worse. Okay, but we'll we'll take it. But p- still, plus seven fifty is a very very good bet to make. And it's actually funny, Emmer. So I like I said, I made my picks last night. And then today when i got home from work i'm like okay let's sit down i cracked the knuckles i was like let's take some notes and then i started looking up joe burrow stats i'm like why did i do this because i'll be totally (laughs) honest is i looked up you know as soon as i saw that joe burrow was the third or fourth favorite i was like oh that's a great pick i'm like because again it's all about you know where can i make the most money with my best chances and then I, I looked at the stats and like, well, 40 total touchdowns and 12 interceptions isn't – been. Uh, before people yell at me, I said 40 total touchdowns. He had five rushing touchdowns. I'm including those <laughs> on there. And I was like, yeah, those are good, but those aren't like MVP numbers, especially with like Pat Mahomes out there. I was like, why did I make this pick again? Yeah. And then, so I, I, I decided to dive a little deeper. And I kind of noticed something a little funny. While I was looking at the uh, Bengals stats and they, they looked a lot like stats from a couple years ago. And and by that, I mean, they all said games played 16. I was just like, that's interesting. And I was trying to think, and I was just like, God, what happened there? I can't believe I forgot about this because I'm not making light of the situation, but I did actually lose a fantasy game because of this. And it, again, I, th- that was clearly the least consequential thing to happen that night. But I totally forgot the Bills Bengals game where the DeMar Hellman yeah. thing went down mm-hmm. was canceled. Mm-hmm. Right. I remember there was a whole big fantasy football argument. Yeah. Do you wipe that off. Like, what happens? Do you, you know, count their backups? Like, there was a big discussion, and ultimately, and probably rightfully so. And I'm, this is a, a guy who lost a game because of this. They were just like, no, sorry, tough luck. It just doesn't count. Yeah. Okay. So that's why they only played 16 games. And then I was thinking, I was like, still though, one game canceled, only 35 passing touchdowns. And I was thinking, I was like, Oh, and tell me this isn't typical of me. I even mentioned this in last week's episode. I still forgot about it. Jamar Chase missed over a quarter of the season. It's true. It's true. So I think that with Jamar Chase hopefully being healthy for the entire season and hopefully uh, Joe Burrow playing entire season. And look, I'm aware that people are like, oh, that right calf strain. I think that was one of those things that looks worse than it does. And the Bengals are actually just really, really playing it safe as they should. Um, so I think that Joe Burrow has a real shot at blowing up his touchdown numbers and even competing with Patrick Mahomes, not just in the AFC, but the NFL of who can throw for the most touchdowns, especially because and this is a theme I'm going to bring up a couple times tonight is familiarity. They're returning most of that same offense that mm-hmm. blew up last year. And I even I even said, you know, we you uh, it was a rapid fire question in our quick hits episode uh two episodes ago I believe but yeah. you, you asked me what's the best stack I trust I said it's between Boyd and Higgins they're interchangeable in terms of production and that is because it doesn't even Jamar Chase goes down again which I don't think he will. He does not have a history of MP yeah. history. That's true. So I think that Joe Burrow is just absolutely primed for an explosion, especially because what was the biggest weakness on the Bengals offense last year, Mer? Unfortunately,
0: the same thing that crippled them in the Super Bowl is their offensive line.
1: Congratulations. I'll send you <laughs> in the mail. So I think that, especially with the addition of Orlando Brown, who is still yeah. like the top tackles in the league. I absolutely believe that this Bengals offense is totally ready to break out fantasy-wise across the board. And, of course, the man at the, you know, uh, oh, God, I just blinked on the saying. What's it? The the center of the helm?
0: At the helm. At the the helm. I've always heard it,
1: yeah. God damn it. How do I even screw that up? Anyway, point yeah. being is Joe Burrow is going to be the man driving the ship. How about that one? There he goes. There, there it is. Go. Yeah, there it is. And I think that him as the – if it, maybe you can look at this if you still have it up. He is the third or fourth favorite for MVP. I think that is prime real estate to put like 50 bucks down where you could make hundreds off that. Because if he stays healthy, if Jamar Chase stays healthy, do not be surprised if Joe Burrow gets close to that 50 uh, TD mark.
0: So as of right now, he's actually at number two now because he okay. dropped by 50 points, right? So at Patrick, Patrick Holmes is at I plus they moved 650. Him up. So he's number one. Joe Burrow comes in next at plus 750. Josh Allen comes in next at plus 800. Lamar Jackson comes in at plus 900. Dumb bet. Dumb bet. Yeah. Stay away from Lamar so. Jackson. So, yeah, I think because of that 50-point difference, that's why he dropped to second now. Otherwise, I think he was tied with Josh Allen probably at that 800 mark. So, I like everything that you said. It makes a ton of sense. I think I just worry a little bit just, you know, whether he can sort of sustain that the entire season. I know they want to involve Joe Mixon a lot, too. Can that offensive line finally take that leap forward that we were expecting last year? They also added Lyle Collins from the Dallas Cowboys. So, it's like you thought they were going to be fantastic last year, but just for some reason, it just didn't come together for them. So, if – If that that could sort of sustain and be successful this year, 100% that offense is going to be electric just like the previous years. And, yeah, Joe Burrow can be in that uh, MVP conversation. But I'm going to get to the number five guy on Lions odds here, and he's actually the first coming in at that four-digit odd. He has plus 1,000. And, Tad, I'm actually not going to spend a lot of time talking about this guy because I've been talking about this offense and this guy I think all offseason – and this is Justin Herbert of the Los oh, Angeles Chargers. I almost
1: went down on him. I almost took him by wimped out.
0: I'm not going to lie. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. But I think for me, it's just – and maybe I'm just cautiously optimistic that it's just all going to work so well for the Chargers and the combination of Kellen Moore just unlocking this offense. And, Tad, I know you said that you're sort of making these like some of your best odds. But I think this is for me like I like him as a pick as well as I like the odds because plus 1,000, if you bet – like I mean – yeah, like you said, if you're only betting, like, about $100, bucks, you are getting about a $900 return on your bet. Like, I mean, that's just insane profit margins there. So, I mean, even if you're only making, like, a smaller bet, like, you're getting a good return if this ends up being true. And like I said, he's at number five. So, even, like, Bet Online is saying that this guy could be in the conversation. But I think that's the key thing. Everything has to go right because we we sort of anticipated this with the Denver Broncos and Russell Wilson last year. Yep, that's a good And commission. my lord did that. Does not work out at all. I mean, just we'll see what happens this year. But just yeah, it was an absolute train wreck last year. So the anticipate the anticipation, excuse me, of Kelmore being added to this offense, it leads to the optimism for this offense. They added your boy out of TCU, Quentin Johnston, into that receiving mix. So you pair him up with Mike Williams and Keenan Allen. That's already a great trifecta that they have there. Gerald Everett's a really good tight end. Obviously, we can talk about Austin Eckler and how dangerous he can be. So I think this offense is pretty Prime to be just get to another level with the aggressiveness that Kellen Moore brings for what he was able to do at Dallas. And I think Kellen Moore obviously trying to angle for a head coaching job. So I'm not going to say that he's only going to be there for one year, but he obviously wants to make his mark. That's like, I wasn't able to just do it in Dallas. I did it in Los Angeles too. And so hopefully he's trying to open some doors to get a head coaching gig either next offseason or the offseason after that. So, yeah, I bet you he's going to probably try to do some things that he wasn't doing in Dallas. So, I mean, I very much like what Justin Herbert's going to bring this offense. I mean, last year he threw 40 – I mean, I – he, has, he hasn't thrown for 40 touchdowns yet, but I think this is the season that he's going to do it. I think he's also going to keep his under uh, interception ratio under 10, like not ratio, but the ratio will be four to one. The interception total should be under that double-digit mark. So if at most, it'll get to 10. But I'm thinking it's probably going to be in that single-digit mark. I think he's going to be able to be a little bit more conservative with the football. That's just naturally who he is. And I think just even with the aggressiveness that Kellen Moore is going to break, he's just going to naturally be able to find the right areas and not force any turnovers like Dak did, unfortunately. <laughs> so that's the advantage that Kellen Moore is going to have with Justin Herbert. I mean, just like I said, if everything goes according to plan – The Chargers are going to be in contention to compete in the uh, AFC West with the Chiefs. And Justin Herbert's going to be starting the MVP conversation.
1: I'm going to try my best uh, Keanu Reeves impersonation.
0: (laughs) Oh, dear Lord. Whoa. (laughs) Is
1: that good? I felt like that was actually kind of good. It was
0: actually not bad. Out of all the impressions you've done on this podcast, that was one of your better ones, I will say.
1: The watch. (laughs) (laughs) But no, so the reason I did that Keanu Reeves impersonation was because that's what, like he said, when he saw the black cat in the Matrix, it, yeah. you know, when it was deja vu and that's a sign that like the agents are coming or whatever the hell, I I don't know. But anyway, <laughs> is I I feel like that's this movie Chauncey loves and I'm just like, I honestly, second Matrix, best one, maybe I'll take there. Thank you for the help. Okay. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I barely remember them. I watched them like when they first came out, but ever since I've never watched them again. So it's like okay. hard for me to remember <clears> them all. So yeah, I'm sorry. I can't back you no, up that's, that's or right. go against you, right. either. So like, right. you either. So it's that's like, right. yeah, that, that's what I you get. get you I will get Chauncey's For the take people on. listening on the podcast, <laughs> I gave him a shrug. I was just like, that was the thing. Sure, you gave me. I don't
1: know. <laughs> you gave me a shrug on a mostly audio medium. So that yeah, was.
0: Yeah, that's like... what I said. So that's why I let the podcast listeners know what happened as to why I didn't back you up or. Anyway.
1: When Keanu Reeves or Neo sees a black cat is deja vu, and I feel like we were saying the exact same thing about Justin Herbert last year. And look, I've talked up this Chargers offense a ton in this off season, but you know, it's kind of like that thing of put your money where your mouth is. Now that actually comes down to that is like if I'm willing to put more than ten bucks on Justin Herbert, I'm not sure I'm willing to do that. It's just like it's came Brandon Staley finally get this offense figured out, and like you said, if he will. I attribute that way more to Kellen Moore than I will to Brandon Staley, which may land him in that, you know, uh, head coaching situation. So Mm -hmm. I'm a little concerned and I'll, I'll tell you actually the concern because I'm not a Justin Herbert hater. I'm really not. Okay. I actually think he is top. Yeah. He he breaks my top five for quarterbacks right now. Um, My, my problem is the offense. So who gets Mm. the, 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 you know top billing in that offense and my other problem is mike williams and Keenan allen can they stay healthy
0: sure
1: that's a big concern because those guys start going down as they usually do that's where problems start rising that's where we saw the chargers uh you know season fall apart last year so if they if they can stay healthy and okay one of them goes down it's not the end of the world because like you said Quinn johnson has lo- i'm not biased when i say this he looks great i think yes. they absolutely yes. nails the draft pick there but the problem is if both of them go down and QJ is all of a sudden their number one, then you reach a problem. What was our draft analysis for QJ the entire draft season? He's really good and he will thrive in a secondary role. But if he is thrust into a number one role, this is why I didn't want him going to the Vikings because I was like, yeah. if he is thrust into a role where he has to get a lot of volume, he's going to struggle. That's my concern with the chargers. So I like your pick. I think that's a fair pick. But, man, that is the definition of a boomer bus pick right there.
0: For sure. And that's why the odds are plus 1,000 thanks to our friends at Bet Online. So, yeah, we'll see how it all plays out. But, like I said, there's a lot of optimism surrounding the Chargers. A lot of people are saying, like, is this a potential Super Bowl year for the Chargers? Like, can they put it all together? Um, that may be a little bit too optimistic. But, I mean, Tad, let's sort of look at the betting odds for the Super Bowl winners here and i mean we both have a selection here but i mean just quickly going through the top odds here we got the kansas city chiefs coming in at plus 650 okay. we got the philadelphia eagles coming in at plus 800 okay. we got my san francisco 49ers also coming in at plus 800 no we got the me. buffalo bills coming in at plus 850 okay. and then the cincinnati Bengals are the first four digit odds they're coming in at plus 1100 so yeah really quick ted you want to see what the colts odds are Oh, dear God! So, what were the? It makes then? you feel better. They're not the worst.
1: Oh man, that's a good question. The <laughs> Cardinals have to be the worst, right?
0: Actually, it's it's a three-way tie. It's the Cardinals, right,
1: Cardinals the Texans, Buccaneers.
0: Yeah, Buccaneers is the yeah, other one. So the Cardinals, the Texans, the Buccaneers. Well, are wait, all twenty thousand. Lower than that. What? Yeah. Thirty. Oh, sorry. I guess more than that. I, I see oh, the number. Okay. i have like yeah. lower the it's, number, it's but a the odd
1: order. is the yeah. draft order thing. Like if you yeah. trade, like I guess you're trading up from 30 to uh, whatever. But all right, yeah. where 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 are the bottom three at?
0: So they're all tied at 15,000.
1: That's generous. Um. Okay. <sighs> Colts, I'm going 12,000. Close. 12,500. Yeah. Shit. That was actually surprisingly close. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So. With my Super Bowl. Let's 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 get away from the teams that oh, are probably whoa, 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 have whoa, no chance whoa, to win a Super Bowl. Whoa, whoa, let's whoa, get to the ones that whoa, will win
0: a Super Bowl. Whoa.
1: Indianapolis Colts wasn't my pick.
0: Yeah, you're you're so full of it. Like you can't even make that joke. Anthony, like, I can't. <laughs> I can't even. I can't. I... Jonathan even, Taylor's been he, put on he, the PUP list for four it's, weeks at least. Hi, are
1: high. it's high. hi. We are holding I, on to him. If that man say so. is saying in but you shut your mouth. <laughs> if you say so. <laughs> I can't even – even me, I can't even muster enough sarcasm for that. Yeah, um, that's a tough one. That's a tough all right. No, I think your best bet – and again, I don't – do I think they're going to win the Super Bowl? Maybe. How about that for an answer? But um, <laughs> but I, I think this is, again, your best bang for your buck, and that is the Buffalo Bills. Plus 850. I'm so glad. I, I'm not going to lie. I was getting a little nervous when you were reading off those odds. I'm like, please tell me you didn't change because I'm actually surprised. So they're the fourth favorite to win the Super Bowl, which is surprisingly low. And Look, nothing gets your 49ers, but the fact that your 49ers are favored over Buffalo is pretty ridiculous. In my opinion. Um, All right. I look, I know they're in a tougher conference, but they've proven they've gotten so close. So many times, this is a team that has gotten like within what one or two one score games against the best team in this league for the last five, six years to knock them out of the playoffs. Like if, if the ball bounces a couple of ways, I'm not honestly scared that Josh Allen is going to turn into this generation's Aaron Rodgers. And what I mean by that is like your team fucks it up for you while you are doing literally everything you can to make the legacy you deserve. And look, I do not like Aaron Rodgers anymore as a person. But as a player, that man deserves more. And I will say the exact same thing about Josh Allen. So I think that this will be the Buffalo Bills year. I understand why they're the fourth favorite. Their division is tougher. They lost Tremaine Edmonds. They lost Von Miller, at least for a couple, four, four weeks from now. On yeah, yes, for now. Yeah. for Four weeks for now. We'll see. Reports are he'll come back about midway through the season. So he'll probably be put on the IR later. Um, But, again, this is a team where you can put your money on that will still make you a good return. Because, yes, you could bet it all on the Chiefs, but that's not really all that fun, right? The Chiefs are good. The Bills have all the weapons to beat the Chiefs. Again, with the familiarity that I brought up with the Bengals, is they're bringing back essentially the same roster, minus Jermaine Edmonds, minus Von Miller for a bit. But uh, here's where they really kill me. Like I said, I saw those odds. I did the same thing I did with Joe Burrow. I was like, "Oh, Bills, 100." I was like, "All right, let's see who they, uh, you know, got to replace Tremaine Edmonds." They didn't. Yeah, they don't. They didn't find
0: no, a
1: the good replacement. No, 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 no. <laughs> they really, they really did not. But I will say this: Leonard Floyd is a capable replacement. I think that's the best word I can find for him. The capable replacement for Von Miller. I'm not saying he's gonna be the same. So okay, you plug that hole for a bit. Until Von Miller comes back. Yeah, one hole at your inside linebacker. On the other side of the ball, because remember that insane playoff game where they, you know, the Chiefs and Bills are scoring like back and forth. Okay, the Bills' problem is they got blown. Okay, I've had this debate with my friends. Is 17 points a blowout? Um, I think so. I tend to agree with that. We we had a debate of like is a ten, is a fourteen. It was the dumbest like sports podcast debate of all time. Ten
0: is like, not a blowout. I think like anything above. Did you say is a blowout? fourteen a two-scored game. So yeah, I I that's close. That's closer. No, that's not a blowout, man. I don't know why I got
1: so high pitched on my last one, but yes. Anyway, <laughs> point being is they lost <laughs> to Cincinnati by seventeen in their last playoff game. I looked at the receiver numbers. Savon Diggs had under 40 yards. Gabe Davis had under 40 yards. Basically, being like, if you can shut those two guys down, because Dawson Knox, while a great red zone target, is not a great, you know, third option when it comes to you know stretching across the entire field. Who do they add in the first round of murder? Donkey Gate. It makes a lot of sense now. Yeah. Because, because if it's you it's shut good. down those two weapons, because look, we talked about this playing on the podcast. Is Gabe Davis tends to pretty inconsistent. So I think mm-hmm. he's still good. I think he's a very more than capable uh, NFL receiver, but he's not consistent enough to be a dependable number two. Dalton Kincaid does have that potential. So, okay. Yeah. You open up that offense on the other side of the ball. Now you have one weakness on the other side of the ball in the defense inside linebacker. Maybe that'll hurt them more than it will. But, and this is the key part. If Buffalo stays healthy, not that bit that, not that it's been an issue for Buffalo, but if they say healthy, look out for them because I'm telling you, they have everything. They have the quarterback. They, I, I'm a big believer in James Cook. I think this could be a breakout opportunity for James Cook. If I was, I, we talked about this on the podcast, but I don't really have no idea why Buffalo wasn't like, here's the first, here's the second, here's the third. Give us Jonathan Taylor. I honestly believe had they offered that all that, I'm not saying the same year. If they had just staggered it. Mm-hmm. Between years, they probably could get on Jonathan Taylor. So, well, as a Colts fan, thank you NFL for way overvaluing your draft picks, because I promise you, half the teams trying to trade for him, your first-round pick will not be nearly as good as Jonathan Taylor. But I thank you. So, point being is, if I was Buffalo, I would trade for Jonathan Taylor. But even without him, they are so talented. I have absolute faith that they can beat Kansas City, get to the Super Bowl, and absolutely knock out that NFC team. Because and this is the last thing I'll say about Buffalo their final stretch in the regular season is rough they play the jets they play the eagles they play the chiefs they play the cowboys chargers patriots and dolphins here's a hot take for you most people would see that as a weakness oh they're getting beat up going in sure maybe they don't win the division maybe they get the wild card but you know what that means to me they're in playoff mode going into the actual playoffs they are used to tough competition compared to these NFC teams that are playing weak ass, you know, the, uh, I mean, God, the, the Seahawks are going to be weak. The, uh, the Cardinals, I mean, imagine playing the Cardinals twice leading in the playoffs and you're like, Oh, we're so good. And it's just like, no, you're not. You're just playing Ohio State knockoffs, especially with those jerseys. So it's just one of those things. Thank you. Uh, it's one of those things of like, I think a tougher schedule going into the playoffs is actually going to be a good thing for them.
0: It makes a ton of sense when you're playing tougher competition as you're leading to the playoffs. Cause, yeah, that's definitely when you need to start upping your, you know, intensity. You need to start preparing for like these more hard fought games. Every snap counts when you get closer to the playoffs, obviously. And of, of course, in the playoffs. So, it makes a lot of sense too. But then also you got to worry about that fatigue factor. That's like, you know, if you have a lot of players playing a lot of the time, because you're trying to win these crucial games, because you could potentially get the number two seed or potentially be in contention for the number one seed. It's like, do you want to rest up your players? Then you're good for a playoff run, or do you want to fight for that one or two seed? And then you have to go through this gauntlet that you just laid out. And then it's like, potentially may lose a guy. Like I said, just have a lot of guys that are tired. So I mean, it's just like, You get both ways, right? So, I mean, you can look at it either way. So, I mean, it makes a ton of sense what you're laying out, but you also look at the other side where it's just like, then you're worried about, like, are they overtaxed? And then once they get to the playoffs, it's just like, okay, now they went through a gauntlet, and then now they're like, not at full capacity as far as their energy is concerned and they may not be as effective so we'll see how it all plays out because just like you said they sort of fallen short every single season and another team that's fallen short every single season that i'm going to bring up for some reason i'm playing this homer card again once again
1: don't do it don't, my do the thing. Thing. don't do it <laughs> i'm
0: doing it i care I'm about you I'm thinking i think maybe like i said once again i'm just too optimistic this year and just you know the Niners are plus 800. I mean, oh, I'm God going damn. with it here. I know they sort of had tied for the second-best odds behind the Philadelphia Eagles, also at plus 800. Um, they argue, I, I know you sort of mentioned that Buffalo has one of the more complete rosters in the NFL, but I think you can argue San Francisco does, too, like with this whole – Key know, difference. Okay, yes, the quarterback position for sure. But if everything works out the way that it should, I mean, they're loaded at running back. The Lord and wide receiver. Their yeah. offensive line is one of the best in the league. Their yeah. defensive line is one of the best in the league. Their yeah. linebackers are fantastic. And for the first time, their secondary is actually pretty good this year, for too. Now. So it's not, yeah, that's a key factor for sure. <laughs> Everything sort of has to play out the way that it does. So obviously, for you know, health plays a huge factor because after that Super Bowl year in 2019, a lot of people expected the Niners to do as well in 2020. What happened? They absolutely got decimated by the injury box. So I mean we'll see what happens this year. But like I said, I've just They play, you already listed out two teams Seattle and Arizona. They play in a division with those two teams plus the Los Angeles Rams. All three of those teams are not going to be all that great this year. So I think sort of getting an NFC West crown is, you know. I'd like to say it's a little bit of a shoe in like they have sort of the advantage to sort of get that division pretty easily. They're going to get to the playoffs pretty easily there. Now you also listed that compared to the AFC, the NFC just doesn't have as many contenders. So that also leads to the fact that when they get to the playoffs, they're not going to have to face as stiffer a road to get to the Super Bowl as well. So I could very much see a rematch of the NFC championship game from last year, where we could see the Eagles and the Niners, my hope. Is that they're playing in Santa Clara instead of Philadelphia. So we'll see exactly what happens out there. But just, I can very much see that happening. The only other team that I can see could possibly be in contention as far as like a legit contender. And even this probably, Tad, you can probably poke holes in this argument too. But I'd probably say Minnesota. But out of everybody yeah, else, there's yeah, just yeah. a lot of, like, potential. There's a lot of potential as far as can they be good? What sort of team can we expect? Like, there's a lot of hype around Detroit. There's a lot of hype around Chicago. Jordan loves has looking good in preseason. Will that translate to the regular no, season? We'll not. No, will
1: So it's not. just
0: like there's a lot of things. New Orleans, obviously, with Derek Carr, like, is he finally going to turn around this team too? So it's just like it's a lot of question marks and potential. So if it all works in their favor, yes, they could be contenders. But as far as legit contenders, I count the 49ers. The Vikings and the Eagles, as far as, like, they can legit have a shot to get the Super Bowl. So, like I said, I think finally they figured out the quarterback issues. They trade away, trade last to Dallas Cowboys for fourth-round pick. Say what you want about the compensation, but that drama is officially over. They're moving forward with Brock Purdy now. He looked fantastic last year. From what I've seen in the preseason, he's been looking just as good as last year. So, I mean, just as long as the injury bug does not swarm into Santa Clara again – I think they have the most complete roster to compete for the entire season and get to the Super Bowl. And finally, Kyle Shanahan can take that, you know, big game choker monkey off his back. Finally.
1: I was just about to say that. How great would that be if they reenacted the Steve Young thing and actually exactly. took the monkey fantastic. off his back? That'd be <laughs> awesome. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna hate myself for asking this. Uh, God, I can't believe I'm the one doing this. How dare you force me in this position? I'm going to sound like goddamn Skip Bayless here. Oh, God. (laughs) Dallas, not a contender?
0: Oh, gosh. Yeah, why did you say that? So I have to. I
1: have to. The snipers right outside my window.
0: I think it's very similar to like your sort of leg out with Buffalo. That's like they're going to be strong in the regular season, but just for some reason, once they get to the playoffs, they always fall a little bit short. And especially with the changeover at offensive coordinator, like a lot of people are not talking about how much that's going to affect the offense. Like, I mean, I know they're sort of had some changes with Zeke going to Tony Pollard. Dak Prescott has been throwing a ton of interceptions in preseason and training camp for what I've seen. So it's like, will that ch- uh, hand over into the uh, regular season as well? Like, I think there's a strong possibility. Um, I just – their offense just worries me a little bit. Their defense, I love their defense, but just – if your offense can't keep up with your defense, then that defense, I've talked about this so many times before, Ted, you brought this up too. There's just like a defense is going to fatigue and they're not going to be able to sustain in a game, like maybe week to week they can, but in that game, they're going to let up a big play. They're going to let up an unfortunate score. That's going to just prevent the offense from them keeping up then to then obviously stay in the game. So I think that's why I just worry about Dallas a little bit more this year. So I think they're on the fringe. Like I said, I count those three, the Niners, the Vikings and the Eagles as like, I think they are in content. And the Cowboys are like right on the edge there on the outside yeah. looking in, but they're close. But like I said, they I, just I,
1: call it, I call it the Cowboys factor.
0: Like you always know <laughs> well, they're gonna perfect. like that's screw perfect, up somewhere. That's a perfect way to talk about it for sure. So yeah, that's that's how I feel about Dallas for sure. So um. All right, Ted, we definitely want to get into some props of our own. We're not going to spend a ton of time on these. Let's go through these relatively quickly here. So just what are some other props that you saw on the Online website, good friends of ours? You know, Make sure you're getting that promo code. Once again, that promo code is BELIEVE, capital B-L-E-A-V, for 50% welcome bonus on top of your initial deposit. So make sure you do that, guys. Take advantage of that. So let's get to some of these other props that we sort of like here. So, Tad, give me your first prop here.
1: Okay. I'm going to need to be careful on this one. All right. So I looked at the props for comeback player of the year.
0: <laughs> okay. <laughs> Let me see if I can find yeah, these. Yeah, please pull odds. it up. Because when, when,
1: when, when I looked, when I looked, they, they may have changed. But Damar Hamlin is currently ranked
0: as the youth runaway favorite at minus, yeah.
1: four, minus 400. Is he still that there? That is still
0: what it is. Yep. And especially okay. when you made a pick here, I was like, I don't know, man. I feel like if Damar Hamlin plays just one play – He's automatically going to win the award. It's very much – it's very similar to – sorry, and I hate to interrupt you here, but it's very similar to when Alex Smith returned. And literally he played like five games. He didn't have the greatest stats, but the fact that he returned, he got the award, right? So it's like I feel like that alone is going to give Jamar Hamlin the award, just the fact that he's going to play a game. (laughs) But feel free to argue against it with your pick here. I'm gonna come off like such an asshole here. Okay. <laughs> oh oh man. Well, okay. But hopefully the whole point is like we we'll make this a quick take so you won't see him as an asshole well, for that long. Right, <laughs> yeah. Yep.
1: Yeah. Screw it. Let's go for it. All right. So I'm glad you brought up Alex Smith because, like you said, as a quarterback, he played five games. What do quarterbacks do in five games?
0: A lot more than the safety does, I guess. I mean, I don't know. Not just the safety. A backup safety. Sure. Look,
1: I am sorry. I I am not taking anything away from Damar Hamlin's story. That was a horrific thing. I swear. Yeah. I I think I've shared this story on the podcast before. But I the way I found out about the Damar Hamlin thing was somebody just you know put in my group message of like, oh, did that Bills safety just die? I assumed he just got laid out. Yeah. And then I looked it up. I was like, oh my god, this guy might have actually died. So his story is absolutely incredible. And to his credit, he is going right back into that profession. If I was him, I'm like, I am never putting on another helmet again. I went have out of that profession so quickly. So you are a braver man than me, Damari Hamlin. Here's the issue. The only reason he was on the field is because Michael Parsons got hurt way earlier in the season. This guy is a borderline roster candidate. People weren't even sure if he was going to make Buffalo's roster. So, my entire point with this is I understand the story is great. And I'm not gonna pretend like this is some sacrilege award where it's like, okay, like we need to preserve its you know integrity. But at a certain point, are we just gonna give it to the guy that got hurt the most? Cause like that's that's the line. Okay. So yeah. I'm I'm picking a guy, and I and this is where you know what? Screw it. I'm walking in a minefield. And I'm just going to go rather than like kind of like go in and out. I'm just going to go straight into it. Do it. There is a similarly inspiring story. We'll use that verbiage that I think will be backed up by the stats. And yes, I am aware of how cold hearted that sounds, but let's be real. This is a football award. What football player had the best season on the field that came back from a struggle. Maybe DeMar Hamlin proves me wrong. I really hope he does, but I think this player is going to be better. John Mechie the third in Houston. And you know, when I'm giving an award to a Houston Texan is a hell of a story. This guy was drafted in the second round by the Houston Texans out of Alabama. And by the way, fun fact, while I was doing my research, a CFL team drafted him in the seventh round. Interesting. Okay. As we would say in the South, bless your heart like that. That was a total <laughs> hail Mary of like, maybe he will come to us like no. No, he's no, not. But anyway, it. so just two seasons before his rookie season was supposed to, or two seasons, two months before his rookie season was supposed to start in July of 2022, he was diagnosed with leukemia. And he made the very smart choice to sit out, excuse me, to miss his rookie season. Sit out makes it sound like it was, you know, his, I don't know, he was being lazy or something. He decided to sit out his rookie season to focus on his recovery. He is back now. Okay, he is back. He's ready to take over this number two position with the Texans. And here's, again, nothing against Tamar Hamlin, but I just think Mechie is going to put up the stats where it's like, okay, you proved it on the field, and you have that great story that we all love. It's I, I hate this award because it's a competition, but John Mechie, I think, will end up being the Texans' number two receiver. Robert Woods will probably be their number one receiver throughout the season, but yeah. Mechie's competition for number two is nothing it is nico collins noah brown xavier hutchinson uh hutchinson and tank bell or god damn it tank dell there you go thank you that's nothing so he's got that number two spot locked down so again i hate the fact that we're making this competition but when it comes to money you gotta do what you gotta do and like i said um demar hamlin's minus 400 right now Hut, uh, oh, I'm gonna say Hutchinson. Mechie is plus 1,000. I think Mechie is going, those odds, I'll be fascinated to watch that as the season goes along. Because I think people are like, oh, Hamlin's not playing and Mechie is, the stats are coming up, and all of a sudden Mechie's going to become the favorite. So I think that right now, this is the time to put your money on Mechie being comeback player of the year. I feel so dirty.
0: Yeah, I mean, like I said, everything you said makes a ton That's of right. sense. That Mechie's going to hurt me. Mechie's going to put up better numbers and he's obviously going to play more compared to a tomorrow Hamlin. But just like I said, I think it's just automatically the feel good story. The NFL wants to capitalize on that. They want the, like, you know, the feel good of like, Oh my God, this guy was able to suffer through uh, all that unfortunate uh, accident last year. And he's able to be on the field. He's able to play a little bit. I mean, it's just like, even if he only plays one snap, that's automatically, like I said, going to win him the award just or, because the fact that he's able how about to suit up again.
1: Oh God, I'm such a snake. I hate this. But how about this? Because think about it. Whenever an NFL player gets a concussion, what's the first thing that like, especially me as a red zone viewer, what do they do? All right, let's go to this like punt return. Okay, like that's yeah. happening. Like maybe they don't want to bring any more attention to
0: the Mara Hamlin thing. It's a possibility. It's a possibility. But I think just with so much attention that was brought to it last year. And the fact that if he's able to suit up no, and play fair. this year, that's like fair. I, like I said, I feel like it's just an automatic one. But yeah. I mean, like I said, I could be wrong, could be completely wrong. But just I'm thinking that's the direction they're gonna go. So I applaud you for trying to make an argument against just, it. But just I really just don't think the odds are in your favor, right? I'm now. <laughs> I'm very scared
1: of these YouTube comments.
0: Oh gosh. All right. So let me get to my prop here. It's actually related to my Super Bowl winner, the San Francisco 49ers at plus 800. It's Brock Purdy total touchdown passes at 22 and a half. And I'm going to say he's going to hit the over, which is plus 100. So, I mean, Tad, we talked about this. I mean, it seems like the quarterback drama is over. Like, please tell me it's over. Like, I mean, I don't want this to be over. Like, I mean, like I said, they trade away, Trent Lance. It's Vince Carter.
1: It's Vince Carter. It's over.
0: I hope so. I really hope so that it's finally over. That T- Trey Lance is no longer in the San Francisco 49ers. He traded away to the Dallas Cowboys for a fourth round pick. Um, it's the Brock Purdy show now. His back is Sam Darnold. Third string is Brandon Allen. So they've clearly moved in a different direction. You are
1: surprisingly
0: confident. I have got to give credit where it's due. I like what I saw last year. I think I'm still a little bit – like I'm trying to be realistic because I saw this similar – I had the similar optimism when Jimmy Garoppolo started five games at the end of the 2017 season, excuse me, and then leading it to the next year. I was like, okay. He's going to turn around for us. Unfortunately, he got hurt in the third game, and we didn't see him for the rest of 2018 season. Obviously, um, so I'm optimistic that he's going to look just like we saw last year. I mean, just he looks confident in the pocket there. He's taking what's given to him. I mean, he's not rushing anything. He's taking like I mean, just obviously, like I said, he looks good based in the offense. I mean, just in the limited action that he's seen in preseason as well. Like I'm seeing what I saw last year. Obviously, you take great salt with it with preseason, but. In only five stats, to, only five starts last year, Tad, and I unofficially calling it six because he came in midway through that Miami Dolphins he game. No, 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 and that
1: that that's the one he sucked in, right?
0: No, that's the one that he looked good in. He looked good in every game that he was in. He started to look what bad. Was there when he one got the where playoffs. he threw like two picks? No. Oh shit. Okay. Yeah. So that was the game that he came in because Jimmy Garoppolo got hurt. And he came in, I think, like within the first quarter, if I remember calling. So he pretty much played the entire game. So it's unofficially six starts. But, Tad, he averaged two passing touchdowns per game in that span. So if you do that, you know, across the 17-game season. I mean, it's simple math, Tad. You you can do this math. 17 plus 17 is? 35. So close. 34 touchdowns. God damn it. (laughs) Uh, so, I mean, that automatically shatters what the odds that bet Online is giving you at 22 and a half. Now, that's why the odds are only a plus 100. So, I mean, you're not going to make a ton of money off of this bet, but even if you just throw down a handful of bucks on this trade, I'm uh, sorry, this bet, excuse me, you could get some sort of a good trade, return as far trade, as. Just, trade, no, <laughs> trade, trades, trade, no trades here, but just I think even. Even if there's some situations where he plays against some tougher defenses, like they're going to play the Philadelphia Eagles in December. So, I mean, that's a tougher defense. If they limit his ability to do what he can do and he ends up throwing no touchdowns, I think he's going to compensate that by playing teams where he's going to be able to light them up, i.e. the NFC West, which he's going to play twice a year. So he's going to be able to compensate with that. So that 22 and a half, I feel like that's a low bar. He's easily going to be able to surpass it for sure. Uh Buddy, good for you forevermore. I did look. I watched
1: Brock Purdy be a thorn in TCU's side for years before he got to San Francisco. I just, I'm, I I hope I'm wrong. Okay. But I'm just, I'm so nervous. That it's this was a flash in the pan and it's just it's making me nervous. Like, I feel like okay, you're, you're channeling all your anxiety into me. I could give a shit about the 49ers. Not that the Rams are in L. A., but yeah. I still I like I have legitimate anxiety over the fact that the 49ers are like we are like giving all of our we're pushing all of our chips in on Brock Purdy. It's making me very nervous and I I hope because it's such a cool story. Like this is Tom mm-hmm. Brady 2.0. I hope to God I'm wrong. I just, I, I didn't see the, I mean, you watched more 49ers than I did. So maybe you saw it, but like from what I saw, I didn't see the it factor. Like to me, it just seemed like another quarterback that just happens to work well in Channington's system. I think he's not, you know, Tom Brady 2.0. I think he's Jimmy
0: Garoppolo 2.0. And that's fair. Like, I mean, there's a lot of things that he did wrong too, but I think there was just so much more that he was doing right that that's why it gives me a little bit more optimism because I will say with Jimmy Garoppolo and we can sort of tail this end here and then sort of move on to our other props here, but just like with Jimmy Garoppolo pre-injury of 2018, I was very optimistic with what I saw. It's like what I saw with Brock Purdy, like I said, but then after the injury, that's what I really started to worry. I was like, he's not as aggressive as he was. He's not willing to scramble as much as he was. And so that's why it sort of lost that, like, that feeling that Jimmy could be the guy. Whereas with Brock Purdy now, he also suffered a pretty serious injury. This time in his throwing arm. So it's like, will he be the same guy? That's why I said I'm a little bit more like I could be – realistic where it's like, I don't know if he'll be the same guy. Defenses have time to adjust to him. Will that injury affect him long-term as opposed to like short-term he's looking okay, but just, you know, more repetitions, more throws they throw that could have uh, hurt his arm possibly. So we'll see about that. But just like I said, I'm seeing it. So, like I said, maybe just because I'm seeing it more and you're just not seeing it as much, like that's a possibility. Maybe, like I said, I'm just too optimistic because it's my own team. (laughs) And like I said, I'm trying to think that the drama is over now. We don't have to worry about quarterback drama anymore. So maybe that's part of it, too. But just like what I'm seeing is just I'm very hopeful that it's all going to work out. But we'll see. Here's what
1: it is. Here's what it is. I haven't felt optimism about my team's quarterback in about half a decade now. So I'm just dead inside. I'm just dead inside. That's what's happening.
0: All right, Ted, Once you get to your next uh, prop picks here? Let's go back to back. So give me your next two picks right away.
1: Okay. Tampa Bay under six wins is at plus 110. Okay. Okay. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> How is that the underdog? I do not understand this. All right. So are you ready for a pop quiz over under? No, I'm just kidding. No, gosh. <laughs> I'm not doing over
0: under. Don't worry. Yeah, please don't. Because this over under is bad things. enough. Okay. <laughs> Who are the teams in the NFC South? The Carolina Panthers got Northern better. Saint, got better. Yes. Okay, no Saints. got better. Yeah. And Tampa Bay Buccaneers, obviously. And lastly, not the better. Falcons, not got the better. Atlanta Falcons.
1: Yeah. Okay. Look, I have shit over this guy. Fantasy wise, all off season, at least talent wise, the Falcons got better by adding B. John Robinson. I will yes, not man. argue that I will not argue against his talent it is his usage which is why I've been against them fancy wise But in terms of talent, every team in this division has gotten better except for the goddamn Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They got way worse over this offseason. I know people are going to go, well, what about that defense? You know what a, the best defense? I don't care if they're the goddamn 85 Bears can't stop. Is that offense starting on the 35-yard line? Because Baker Mayfield or Kyle Trask? And look, I've been a Kyle Trask supporter. I'm out. I'm out. I'm out. I'm jumping off the ship. I will swim to shore. They both suck. This offense is going to be miserable. They not only are they going to finish under six wins, they're going to finish within the top five draft picks of next year's NFL draft. This is the easy. and, And let me repeat those odds for those of you who may have missed it. Under six and a half wins for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers is plus 110. That is free money. Yes, it is a weak division. People are still riding the coattails of the Brady Super Bowl. Don't fall for the trap. They're going to suck. Go for it. Now, they may finish like four and, God, I hate these new numbers. Four and 13? There you go. There we go. Okay. Like, they may finish close to it, but over six wins? Absolutely not. Last one that we'll discuss today, and this is a guy that fantasy-wise, especially you and I, are both very high on. I double checked it actually because I, I made this pick last night when I was like, okay, yeah, no, that looks good. And then I was, you know, doing my notes today. and I was like, I definitely misremember that like that. Cause that's, you know, typical of me. I was like, there's no way that's true. <laughs> Dallas Goddard over four touchdowns. And that's, oh, the, that was yeah. the first, I love that was the one. first one. I love that one. That was the first one was because like four flat. I was like four and a half, three and a half. Like, okay, maybe i just mistyped it. No, it's four flat. Dallas Goddard, over four touchdowns, plus 120. Also wow. the underdog. Also I like the underdog. One. I love that one. It's a great one. He had three last year. Yeah. He had three. Plus, he, he got hurt last year. So if he Eggs. played the entire season, that's, that's right. a slam dunk. You already knocked out half my notes right there. <laughs> Good job. You're, you're, you're keeping me cadets. boy. So that's my whole point, is that Dallas Goddard is the unquestioned number one tight end in a great passing offense. With Jalen Hurts. And yes, there are you know red zone you know questions with and I said this a lot last year with Miles Sanders where yeah, Jalen Hurts likes to keep it in the red zone, but Jalen Hurts likes to keep it in the red zone inside the 10. It's true. Mm-hmm. 10 to 20. Ooh, that's Dallas Goddard territory right there. All he needs is five. All he needs exactly. is five, and he was two way last year with an injury. So I think Dallas Goddard over four touchdowns. Easy pick. Now, I'm not saying he's going to, like, blow up and have, like, 10 touchdowns next year. All but he he's five, just like you yeah, said. Yeah, exactly. Five to seven. I think that's a sweet spot right there. And, again, I will repeat this. The key is he has very little competition there. So Dallas Goddard, mm-hmm. pl- uh, four-plus touchdowns at plus 120. Woo! That's free money.
0: Yeah. No, I 100% love that one for sure. I think that's a... Yeah, I love him in fantasy for sure. Like, he's a great mid-round target for the tight end position. And it's because I think he'll stay healthy the entire season. Another season with Jalen Hurts in this offense. Like, I mean, just, yeah, I think that's four touchdowns at plus 120, you said? Yeah, that's just fantastic. Time to play over under. No oh,
1: God. <laughs> Did Dallas Goddard have over or under
0: 4.5 targets per game last year? Over or under 4.5 targets per game. With the injury, go to say over. I really hate how you're getting good at this. <laughs> this is
1: ruining the game.
0: Yeah, I don't like I it. Think, I think the numbers skewed his favor because he played less games, right? So naturally, I yep. think just the numbers played the
1: same. 4.7, but get this. Ooh, half, that was
0: a close one. It was close. It was close.
1: Thanks. Hence why I was so upset. But half of those came in the red
0: zone. There you go. Those are numbers that you'd like, especially as a person who bets quite a lot. So those are numbers that you're passing on, which I like. Sorry, <laughs> people People make money. Uh, all right, so I got to get to my two really quickly here. And one is the NFC South division winner, the Carolina Panthers at plus 425. Now, Tad, we've talked about this when we did our deep dive of the Carolina Panthers. Whoa, whoa, Carolina,
1: Carolina Panthers plus 425 for what? To win
0: the division. To win
1: the division. Plus 425?
0: I like that. Exactly. Because I look at that and like I said, I, we talked about this during our episode where we talked about Frank, uh, Frank Reich and the deep head coaching diet that we did for the Carolina Panthers. I think he's, done, he's had success. Uh, you can say what you want with the Indianapolis Colts and some of the veteran quarterbacks that they had, but with younger quarterbacks younger quarterbacks. He's yeah, had a lot more success with that. And so now he gets a young quarterback in Bryce Young to sort of coach up and lead this team uh, into a new era here with Bryce Young, obviously. And he's got a lot of great veteran weapons around him. Bryce Young, that is. Miles Sanders was added. Adam Thielen, DJ Chark, uh, Hayden Hurst was signed. So their offensive line is actually not too bad either. So I'm pretty optimistic for how well they're going to do. And Tad, you already talked about this, but the NFC South, while they made some improvements, it's still like you got a lot of question marks, right? Where it's like, is Derek Carr going to be the difference maker? Possibly. Is Michael Thomas going to stay healthy? Probably not, but possibly, <laughs> That's right? That is the uh,
1: safest bet made all night tonight. <laughs>
0: Uh, you look at Tampa Bay with their questions at the quarterback position. So can their defense hold up the entire season? We don't know. You look at Atlanta, so it's like B. John Robinson was drafted, but in your eyes, how is he going to stay the entire season to be successful? Lesson can different. Kyle Pitts finally rebound? Will Drake London be able to capitalize on what nope. he did last year? It's just like, will that defense look good? So I mean, it's just like there's a lot of question marks in that division, whereas Carolina has their own questions too, but just I like their support group so much more, uh, so much more compared to everybody else because we talked about this. They have such a veteran coaching staff. I really love their defensive quarter. I can't keep uh, can't stop seeing his praises. Ajero Evero, the former defensive quarter with the uh, Denver Broncos. Fortunately, it was not his fault that the Broncos sucked so much last year. It was more because of Nathaniel. Hackett. Far, far from it. Now he gets uh, added to a coaching staff that's going to coach a very young defense. We talked about this before. Brian Burr, Shaq Thompson, Jeremy Chin, Kyle Duggar, J.C. Horn. Like, I mean, just so many great pieces. He's going to be able to coach them up with his defense and just be uh, his defensive scheme, excuse me. And just this team is going to surprise a lot of people. And just like you said, that 425, that's what appeals to me a lot because you don't have to bet a ton on this. But like I said, in a wide open division, this is a risk worth taking because even if you drop a little bit, you won't have to lose a lot either but if you do end up hitting because it's probably not going to take a lot of wins because tad i talked about this before winning the division last year the buccaneers were eight and nine everybody else in that division went seven and ten so that sort of speaks to you as far as where this competition is in this division so i very much like carolina to surprise a lot of people and be a competitive team and win the division this year if
1: i'm not mistaken did they finish last in their division last year
0: well it's a three-way tie at seven to ten. So I think okay. technically they came in at second. Uh, hey, 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 stop right there. Stop so? right
1: there. Ten galleys is all I care about. <laughs> Remember, for the past, I don't even know the staff off the top of my head, but very often there is a worst-of-first team every year in the NFL. That is
0: my favorite pick for worst of first. Yeah, I really like Carolina for sure to win the division here. And last time they won the division, Tad, was 2015. That was the year that they went to the Super Bowl. They went 15 and 1. Cam Newton won the MVP. He was also Offensive Player of the Year. Riverboat Rod Rivera won the Coach of the Year. And they played in the Super Bowl. I won't say much more about what happened in the Super Bowl for the Carolina Panthers' sake. Uh, but yeah. you got
1: to go for that fumble, man. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that was a tough one for sure yeah, so all right then i gotta get to my last prop here this is the coach of the year winner and this oh, may be a this little bit risky of a, i hate this bet i hate this bet every I year think i I, like it though but it's more of just because of the all the stipulations behind it, as far as my notes here and i'm gonna pick robert sala of the new york jets plus 2200 so yeah it's a little bit of a steep okay. bet all for right. sure okay. but just 10 we talked about the carolina panthers not winning the division in 2015 can you name the last time the New York Jets won the division? Uh, 2009. Longer. Oh fuck! Really?
1: Damn it! I really thought I got there. Uh, two... Seven
0: years before that, 2002. I was just about to say 2002. To say it. Damn, 2002. It. Damn it! Was that was the
1: Chad Pennington. Yeah, that was. That I, is exactly I the was. Chad Pennington here. So
0: that was. Uh, Vinnie Testaverde was replaced after four games by Chad Pennington. Curtis Martin had his eighth straight thousand yard rushing wow, season and Herb Edwards won the division in just oh, his second God. season as the New York Jets head coach. We but play
1: I mean, to Chad, win the game. Exactly.
0: Um, <laughs> uh, I know you sort of look at this offseason, all the additions that they made, and you sort of think about like, you know, reminiscent of the Philadelphia Eagles dream team from the 2011 season. But I just think that all these pieces are going to gel together a lot better because Aaron Rodgers is just more of a veteran quarterback to sort of corral everything and sort of keep under- – keep everything sort of more realistic compared to what we saw with that Eagles team back in 2011. So I have a little bit more optimism. Everything's going to work out a lot better. You look at Dalvin Cook, obviously, they signed all the guys from uh, the Green Bay Packers with Randall Cobb and Al Lazard, obviously, Tyler Conklin at the tight end position. So, I mean, just the great rookies from last year, Sauce Gardner, Garrett Wilson, they're going to take a hugely forward this year. The defense is going to be a lot better. So automatically, like, I think they'll contend for the division. I'm not saying for sure they'll win the division, but I think just the sole fact if Robert Sala can take the Jets to the playoffs. Uh, really quick pop quiz for you, Tad. What was the last time they were in the playoffs? Uh,
1: 2016. Older than that. What? Yeah. What was the last Sanchez year?
0: 2013? I think Sanchez year was before that. Oh fuck! I have no idea. 2010 was the last oh, time God damn it. in the playoffs. God, fucking, uh, so honestly, like old, I said, if, we Sala could just, if Sala could just take the Jets to the playoffs and break that streak, I think automatically he's in the conversation for coach of the year because of what he's able to do with that team. There's a lot of attention on that team. And so if he could find success with this team and just get them to the playoffs, I think he's a front runner to win the award.
1: Good God. The Bob Fumble was in 2012.
0: It was. It was. <laughs> I don't. I don't like that. I'm getting closer to 30. I don't want this. Yeah, it's coming. It's coming, my friend. And you know what else is coming, Tad? The NFL season. Hell yeah! It is it literally is- happening. Next Thursday, as of recording here, Tad, we're recording on a Tuesday, so this is happening. Kickoff is next Don't Thursday between the Chiefs surprise. and the Lions. I mean, it's insane that it's this close. Um, uh, so excited. Obviously, we land uh we talked about a handful of bets here. We talked about obviously Super Bowl MVP and then a handful of props that we both liked here, but like we talked about at the beginning of the episode, we're going to continue some of our bets throughout the season as well. I talked about it. We're going to talk about some spread bets we like. We're going to talk about some money line bets that we like and some individual player props that we like depending week to week. So we're going to be dropping all those graphics for you each and every week. And the best way you can always find out about all those graphics and everything else that we're doing with How our podcast do do here. I time it out pretty well here. Follow us on our social media handle lines. You see our handles down below. You got us on Twitter, other side 23 Tad 94 You got the show handle at Guys as well and on Instagram at the Guys. So make sure you're following all those accounts. You're always up to date with everything happening with us, with graphics and, you know, um, it's just anything and everything. Between. We drop our podcast links on there as well. So, I mean, just make sure you're following all that. We talked about it before. Interact with us when it comes to fantasy football. We're here to help you with all your questions and win some titles like i mean i can't keep stressing that i'm oh, like we're, I was, I was gonna
1: do money ahead. i was gonna do money there
0: okay well with your money too like i mean we're money gonna and the titles. Well, for sure so it's both it's both for sure so make we, sure you interact with us we call with that the fighting.
1: magic johnson special
0: there you go. There you go. Um, make sure you subscribe or listen to your podcast, whether it's on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, right on the LAPA network website as well. Hit subscribe, always be up to date with our podcast. Watching us on YouTube, we appreciate it. Make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel so you're always up to date with our YouTube videos as well. And Please, as always, we talk about this, support our parent Network at LAF Network. They give you a lot of great content when it comes to the college level with the UCLA Bruins and the USC Trojans. And, of course, the professional level with the Los Angeles Rams and the Los Angeles Chargers. So, I mean, they're excited for the season to start. We're excited for the season to start. There's a lot of great things that are going to be dropping your way. But, guys, to everybody who's reading our articles, following us on social media, watching, listening, subscribing, I mean, just anything and everything you're doing in between, guys, we really can't thank you enough. And hey, we give this advice a lot when
1: we're talking about fantasy football, but if we do not release a betting segment that week, be sure to check out LAFBnetwork.com for any potential betting articles out there. And also... If you need specific betting, hey, should I take this over under? What do you think about this specific bet? We are there on Twitter, Instagram, and all social media right there for you guys. So be sure to hit us up for specific advice. We love to give it out. So as always, everyone, thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for watching. And please stay safe, everyone.